0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us.
1: Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter eight, a message titled, This Little Light of Mine. Verse 16 says, no one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but he sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. And so in this second parable, Jesus gives us, he gave us the tools to decode the parables in the first parable, didn't he? If you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all parables? And we get the idea of expositional constancy, where when there's something in the scripture that gives a type or a metaphor it's used consistently, Old Testament and New Testament, as that same thing. And so we see that here. And what do we see and what do we understand a lamp to be when it's used metaphorically or in a parable like this? What do we understand the lamp to be? Do Anybody know? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah, so it is. it's the word. It's the same thing as the seed. It's the same thing that he talked about in the first parable. Remember, this: if you understand this parable, you understand all parables. And so we see this light being the same, this lamp and this light being the same thing. Light also refers to Jesus. You know, they come in to see the light. What are they seeing? Now, of course, last time we talked about, you know, that the seed is the word, which is the logos. And so I brought you to first John chapter 1. You know, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And so the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, John 1.1 1, 1 and John 1.14. But also in John 1, verse 6 through 12, it says this. There was a man sent from God, and this is speaking of John the Baptist, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. And so he's talking about Jesus, of course, Jesus being the light. The seed was the word or the seed was Jesus. We see that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The seed would crush the head of the serpent. Jesus is the seed. He is the word. He is the, the one he talked about in the first parable. And so, too, this light is the one he's talking about in this parable. But here it tells us that he's a light that shines into every man coming into the world. The light of Christ, doesn't matter where you live or where you were born, even if you were born in in a remote place where the name of Jesus is never spoken, this light, this illumination, this conviction of sin, or whatever it is in that context, shines into every single person who comes into the world. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But then he says, verse 10, he, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And so he comes, he shines the light into a, in a world that doesn't know him. He shines his light into every person who comes into the world. But then he comes to his own people, the people that should know him. The Jewish people who, who were waiting at the, the promise of the Messiah to come. And they didn't receive him. But notice this verse 12. Here's the good news. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And so he comes into the world. He shines his light into every person. The world doesn't know him, but he reveals himself to them. And as many as would say yes to that light, yes to that knowledge of God, He would give them the right, the privilege, to be called the children of God. Now, I realize as we look at this, it kind of goes against the idea of election, you know, that God picked people from the foundation of the world, and there are certainly verses that talk about that as well. And so, you know, how do we reconcile this with this idea that God picks people from the foundation of the world, as we see in Ephesians chapter 1 and other places in the Scripture? How do we reconcile God picking us from the foundation of the world and us having the the responsibility to receive him? Well, it's quite quite simple as, as much as it's quite complicated. But on one side, it's God who sees from beginning to end. God, he inhabits eternity. He knows those who are his. But on your side, it is absolutely upon you To make a choice, and you are responsible for the choices that you make. Because from your perspective, not seeing beginning to end, you make a choice every day whether or not you're gonna follow Jesus or not follow Jesus. Whether you're gonna do what God's telling you to do or not do what God's telling you to do. And you are absolutely responsible for that. He's the light that shines into every man that comes into the world, and it's your responsibility to receive the light, and it's your responsibility to obey. It's amazing when you think about it, light coming into the world, into a dark world. Think about Rome, first century. We, we look at our society, and we look at our, you know, we look at our constitution, and we're like, oh no, they're trying to destroy the constitution, or, or whatever, and we see our, our country maybe going in a direction that we were not anticipating, and we're thinking, I used to live in America, and, and you know, and these things trouble us. And yet, when you look at Rome in the first century, it was much darker than our country is today. I mean, we're talking about aberrant sexual behavior. We're talking about all kinds of things that were, that were legal and permitted. If you were a Roman citizen, if you were part of the Senate, or you were part of the toga party, they had this party, if you had togas, you were part of a certain class, and you, you, you literally could sleep with anybody who was of a lower party than you, whether they were the same sex of you or not. It was, it was absolutely permitted, and it was absolutely acceptable within that society and in that culture. It was disgusting, the things that they believed and the things that they did and the way that they treated their citizens, or the way that they treated people who weren't citizens. And, and it was just, it was an awful, awful place to live in an awful, awful dark world that, that Jesus was born into, dangerous in many ways to people, especially people of faith. And, and yet when you think about Jesus coming into the world, you know, I don't think that there, anybody has, has ever depicted it quite as well as, you know, we went on Friday night with the staff part, for a staff party to The Chosen movie. Anybody see that yet? It's, it's kind of a movie, but it's more of an episode, but there's some cool stuff there. It's, it was really good. I, I, I liked it. But what was, what was one thing that they did that really well was they depicted the darkness of the situation that Mary and Joseph were in. And I love that they kind of made Mary kind of optimistic about the whole thing, she comes in, she's like, all right, you know, hey, we're going to do this. You know, and Joseph's just kind of like, oh. you know, like, what are, what are we doing here, you know? And he's like, I'll clean up a spot for you. And so it shows him getting a shovel and scooping up the poop that's on the ground in the stable where they're about, she's about to give birth. And, and she looks over at this, this stone feeding trough and she's like, well, we need to make a bed for him. And, and when I saw that stone feeding trough, I just started to weep. Because I'm thinking to myself, the Son of God, God in flesh, they're going to lay in that, in this trough. And there's like sheep, you know, trying to put their head in it and stuff. And she's trying to make a bed for him. And I'm just like, that's just so crazy. The, the darkness that, that they depicted as, as Jesus is brought into this world, it's, it's mind-boggling. To think of God being born in a stable and and being laid in a trough. Now, when we say manger, I mean if somebody were to say, "Have you seen a manger?" Immediately you think of who, Jesus, right? is Jesus the manger it's just a beautiful scene and we sanitize it for our our pageants and we have you know movies or whatever and it's always just this beautiful serene scene with a star glowing down on and peaceful sheep and everything everybody's happy and it's just like oh the baby's born in the in a stable it's so wonderful It, it wasn't and you can imagine how Mary and Joseph would have felt in that situation and how Joseph would have felt as a husband like I'm failing as a husband. And and Mary, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I have to give birth to a baby in this environment. This is supposed to be God's son. Did we do something wrong? Did we miss God? Did we not see his provision somewhere? And we're we're out here doing this thing and we're, we're not supposed to be here? And yet they were exactly where they were supposed to be. Because where are lambs born anyway? Isn't Jesus the lamb who takes away the sins of the world, the lamb of God? One of the things they mentioned in the movie was that, that they would t- the, the priests would give these consecrated rags to the shepherds for the firstborn lambs that were going to be the lambs that would be consecrated for sacrifice. And they would, when they were born, they'd wipe them down with these, these rags. The same rags, apparently, that Jesus was wrapped in. As a lamb, and laid in a manger, in a stable, the same place a lamb would be born in a stable, or maybe out in the field, but, but a place where animals were to be born. But more than that, you know, the light of God coming into this dark place where the darkness makes the light accentuated just so beautifully. Jesus would come and be born in this barn and, 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 and in this de- desperate and, and dark situation, and nobody could ever say,